What's up, everybody? This is the Road to Freedom Pod, and I'm your host, Matt Shalava. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Matt Shalava. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about how you can get started reselling and what that would look like for somebody who really doesn't resell yet. And so when I started this podcast, I wanted to be able to create a guide as well as document my journey reselling. And so to be able to create a guide for somebody who's never done it before, I thought what better place to start than at the same place that I and a bunch of other resellers got started. And so for me, the best place I could point somebody to start would be going to their local garage sales. So that's going to be the topic for today. I want to talk about garage sales and how you can start with practically zero dollars and make yourself a couple thousand dollars just this summer uh, reselling things from your neighbor's garage on eBay, on Mercari, on Poshmark, and get yourself a little extra money to either spend or use to make more money with. So Garage sales for me are one of my favorite things to go do on a Saturday morning when it's summertime in Pennsylvania and you get to have, you know, a beautiful sunny day. It's a really exciting and fun thing for me to be able to go out garage sailing. It's kind of a thrill of the hunt, if you will. And so for me, I enjoy going out on Saturday morning, finding these garage sales, and I'll go through the different items they have. I'll look them up on eBay or Mercari and then I'll see what other people have sold them for. And so I'm kind of going to walk you through what I do to be able to look for garage sales, find items to resell, and how I know what I can resell items for. So starting at the beginning of how I go about looking for garage sales. So when I'm looking for a garage sale, one of the best places I start is an app on my iPhone called Yard Sale Treasure Map. And it's on the App Store. It sounds absolutely ridiculous with the name. But what it basically does is it takes Craigslist ads for garage sales and estate sales and makes an actual map out of them like you'd see on Google Maps on your phone. So it takes the listing, it takes the address in the listing, and it puts them in a map based on your location so that you can see where different garage sales will be around you. And I think with some of the pro features, you can organize them a little bit better, use the actual uh, map setting on there like you would Google Maps. But for what it does, it's extremely powerful, and it does a really good job at filtering out a lot of the uh, not at non garage sale listings where some people will say looking for video games and then put in the title garage sale just to get anybody looking for a garage sale to see their ad. So it does a pretty good job of filtering out stuff like that so you're not stuck looking at a bunch of ads you really didn't want to in the first place. And so I'll go on usually Thursday night or Friday night. A lot of times Friday nights are pretty good because a lot of people like to procrastinate when they make a Craigslist listing. So they'll take the listing and put it up usually Friday evening, Friday night, and that's the best time for me to go and look and to see exactly what sales are going on around me and where I can find uh, a lot of sales that I can go to. 
In addition to that, a lot of people put up pictures on Friday night, so you can kind of gauge how good the sale is going to be based on the pictures they put up. So I kind of go through, I look at the actual listings on Yard Sale Treasure Map, and then I make a quick Excel sheet with just the address and whether it's a yard sale or an estate sale, and I'll get all the addresses put into a spreadsheet so that I can look at them. And then I go on Google and I type in MapQuest Optimizer or Root Planner and it basically takes all the addresses you put into it and optimizes your route so that you can get it done as quickly as possible. And so sometimes I'll, you know, make sure that I go to the garage sales that look like they're going to be the best. I go to those earlier so that I have the first chance to get the best items. But if they all look pretty similar or there's not very good pictures, using that tool helps me get through my route very efficiently and so I can get home quicker and get my items listed and go about my day rather than driving you know maybe three miles west and then two miles north and then three miles east and back four miles west again you're not doing all these you know inefficient driving uh, routes that aren't getting you to your location the fastest so I use that I get myself organized with that and then I have my route planned out, I'll print it out and then I try to get money out of the bank if I don't have any on me. I try and get cash out usually Friday night too because the last thing you want to do is wake up Saturday morning and either go to garage sales and realize you forgot to get money or go to garage sales and not have the right change. And it's also a pain trying to get it out Saturday morning too because Nobody wants to wake up extra early on Saturday morning if they don't want to, or if they don't have to, I mean. So for me, getting it out Friday, going to the ATM, getting out some cash, and making sure you have enough cash for a garage sale is key. Now, if you're just starting out, you may think that's ridiculous. Who would ever need enough cash for a garage sale? Everything's like a dollar. But as you progress through garage selling, as you progress as a reseller, it's nice to have a lot of money on you so that when you come up on something like a set of speakers for $50 that you can throw on eBay for 200 you have the money on you to do that. And you're not kicking yourself because you had to go to the ATM and then come back and it's already sold. So that's something I always make sure I have done. And then Saturday morning, I wake up and I usually get to garage sales around 8 o'clock because that's when they start around Pittsburgh but a lot of people say that they start on the west coast super early at like 6 which is crazy to me but you know gauge the time that a lot of the garage sales are starting and that's another thing you know set your route for the earliest garage sales first if you can you don't want to try and you know base your entire route off of the ones that are starting the latest because then the people that already went to the earlier ones probably got a lot of the best stuff so that's another thing make sure you go to the earlier starting ones earlier and the later starting ones after the earlier ones to get the most amount of uh, good items if you will but i'll go through and i'll look at different garage sales and see what they're actually selling and when you walk up to a garage sale i mean for me i like to greet the person just say hi i try and be pretty friendly but i don't know i just like to tell people hi anyways but, you know, be friendly with them and just, they're there trying to make money. They they really don't know what you're doing. And I don't typically tell a lot of people that I'm reselling their stuff because the last thing I want is it for, for it to be something sentimental to somebody and then them be selling it and then 
get mad at me for telling them I'm going to resell it. But you can. I mean, a lot of times it can lead to good opportunities down the road where if they're a collector of something and they know that you buy it and they have your phone number, they can oftentimes hit you up way after the garage sale and ask you if you'd like to buy more. So you can pick and choose what you want to do with that. But typically I walk up, I look at the tables, I see whatever they have out, I look at what's sitting there, then I open eBay on my phone and I pull up the eBay app and I type in the search bar whatever I'm looking for. And it seems a little bit weird when you do it the first couple times because you're standing in somebody's yard on your phone searching and you're like, they, what are they thinking I'm doing? You know, what do they think this person over here is on their phone for constantly? But I kind of came to realize after doing it my first couple times that nobody really cares or pays attention. And even if they do, they just think that you're another person who's on their phone all the time. So it's not really a big deal. And nobody's going to know what you're doing. And even if they ask what you're doing, I mean, you could say you're texting your mom because she, she really likes the bowl that they have out or something like that. I mean, it, you don't have to tell them that I'm looking things up on eBay if you don't feel comfortable doing that. So I look up the items based on brand and color and what the item is and the year it was manufactured. All these different things can play into what you're going to look up on eBay so that you can find the actual item you're looking for. If you are looking at a coffee mug and it's a Steelers coffee mug. I'm from Pittsburgh, so there's a lot of Steelers stuff here. If you find a Steelers coffee mug, you need to know first who it's made by. If you can't find that, you need to have some good description words when you're searching for it on eBay. So if I just find a white Steeler coffee mug and I type that into eBay to search it, that's probably not going to turn up very detailed results that give me the exact same coffee mug that I have. But if I have an NFL branded coffee mug that was from when the Steelers went to Super Bowl 40, then I have a better shot of typing in Steelers NFL coffee mug Super Bowl 40 championship and getting the exact mug that I have in my hand to pop up. And one of the things people don't realize is searching things on eBay isn't enough purely searching them. A lot of people will search stuff on eBay and just see what things are listed for and think that is the price things are selling at. And that is a huge, huge mistake because oftentimes things are listed higher than they actually sell for. And a lot of people do buy it now or best offer. And when they items actually sell, eBay only shows you what the buy it now price was with a slash through it. So you don't actually know what items are selling for if it's or best offer. But if you're just looking at what the listings currently are, you don't know what anything's selling for. And so what I do is I go in and a lot of people do this where they either if you're on the desktop, but if you're out at a garage sale, you're probably going to be on your phone. If you go to the filter menu on your phone, there's a whole list of drop downs that you can filter the search results by. And so what I do is I look at the sold comps for what things have sold for because there's a little tab you can hit and it turns on the actual sold items and it shows you what items have sold for, what date they sold, what the items pictures were, everything about the item for I think the past 90 days. I'm pretty sure it's the past 90 days. So you get a pretty good amount of items that you can look at and then there's other sites like Terapeak and stuff that if you have an eBay account you can go back even farther and look at past solds from you know a year ago and even some uh, football card websites and stuff track eBay data for years and there you can go back like 10 years for football cards so 
there's definitely a lot of resources out there, but looking at what items sell for is key because that shows you what the market is for the item. And so you go, you look up the item, you see it, you click on the sold items and your item pops up and now you have an idea of what you can sell the item for. And you know, it's important to keep in mind that to look and see if items are selling with free shipping, if they're selling with paid shipping, what type of shipping they're doing, how heavy the item is, all these things kind of play into how much profit you're going to be able to make. If you find a coffee mug that you can buy for 25 cents that sells for $5, you may make $5 on that coffee mug, which is good, but most coffee mugs, if they're heavy enough, require USPS priority mail to ship if you're doing, you know, USPS at the post office. And so priority mail starts around seven bucks. So even though you sold that coffee mug for five, you've already lost two dollars on shipping, not to mention the eBay fees. And if you want to account for gas and things like that, you know, you're not really making any money on that. So it's important to keep that in mind. And that's not to discourage you. That's just to kind of give you a heads up that not everything that you can sell for more money really will make you more money. But you're looking for things that, you know, are easier to sell and can make you a decent amount of money. I like to sell coffee mugs. I like to sell stuffed animals. Things that when I'm going to garage sales are super easy to pick up very cheaply. They're not going to put any sort of a dent in my wallet or anything like that. Or in my case, like a business, they're not going to show up very much on my business because 25 cents is, is relatively nothing compared to the amount of money I can bring in in a month and stuff like that. So I like to source these items. I like to look for them. And then it's good to have them because you can flip them. And I typically sell coffee mugs and stuffed animals around 10 to 15 bucks just because I know I have my shipping covered. I know I have the fees covered. I can still make about five to 10 bucks on the item depending on how much I got it for and how I ship it. So that leads me to what types of items should you be looking for? And if you're a new reseller, there's a lot of different avenues you can take. There's all sorts of things from coffee mugs and stuffed animals, which are pretty big for new resellers because they're super easy to come across. They are in abundance and they are so cheap to acquire that you can get five different stuffed animals at a garage sale for a dollar. And, you know, one of those stuffed animals may be worth $15. The other ones may be worth nothing. Well, you've still made a good amount of money and you could either donate the other stuffed animals or lot them up and sell them for 10 bucks as a lot of four and make an additional $10 on the deal. So I like stuffed animals. I like coffee mugs for that reason. Uh, if you're just starting out, things that I type te- things that I typically look for are more based on electronics and stuff like that. Electronics can make you a ton of money because Oftentimes there are electronics that are discontinued or stuff that people don't use anymore that somebody else is looking for either parts from or used to have and holds some sort of value to them. And so electronics, when they're discontinued, a lot of people still use those electronics, whether it be a person just using it at their house or a school or a business. So when you're out at a garage sale and you see something that has a good amount of resale value in it, and somebody's letting it go relatively cheaply, that sort of electronic is what you're looking for. So things like Game Boys, things like Nintendo items, video games do really well, Um, different computer accessories can do really well, 
keep your eyes open for anything that looks different and then look it up on eBay and you can kind of tell what it's going to sell for. So I'll look for stuff like electronics, stuffed animals, mugs. Clothing is another huge one, especially if you're starting out. Clothing is super easy to to look for. A lot of people buy used clothes. I know it's surprising, but it's true. A lot of people thrift now. It's becoming super cultural to thrift. And I don't know how that'll change with the coronavirus, but before it was, before the coronavirus was happening, it was pretty common to go to the thrift store with a group of friends and buy some stuff. And you could find that all the time on social media. So used clothes do really well. You can oftentimes find vintage clothing, anything with like a vintage sports team like the you know bears have a huge following the cubs have a huge following like chicago in general has a pretty huge following because it's a pretty big city um but like think vintage sports teams that were good in that era and the clothing associated with it is kind of like what i look for Uh, and especially right now in 2020 the 90s are super huge because that's vintage right now and so vintage being anything 20 years old and previous to that so that being said, the 90s are in, so a lot of those older jackets that people wore, the puffy coats and stuff made by Starter are super good items to resell. So keep your eyes out for these kind of items. When you find them at a garage sale, look them up, and those will be the kind of things you want to buy and resell on eBay. I also like to look stuff up on Mercari on occasion, on Poshmark on occasion. These are other websites that you can use to resell, but eBay primarily has the biggest user base and will have the most amount of items to compare your item to and see what they're selling for. After you buy the item, you just take it home and you list it, and that's kind of the biggest thing is making sure you get the item listed when you get home. Everybody, when they get into reselling, is really gung-ho, and they get their items listed pretty quickly after they buy them because they don't have a ton of them, and then they kind of drift off after they get a lot of items to resell and they stop listing them right away when they get home they get sick of doing the listing process but make sure you get items listed when you get home they don't have to be super good pictures or anything take them with your iphone take them with your smartphone upload them to the ebay app and you'll be good to go and if you want you can get a couple phone boards from a dollar tree set them up and use that as a white background but honestly anything from a sheet to a countertop will work perfectly fine. You don't have to go all out for your picture setup. As you progress, you can spend a little more money, but make sure you have money to spend on your business before you actually spend it. So that's kind of reselling from a garage sale in a quick summary. I don't really have a ton else I can say about garage sales right now that would make it simpler to kind of go out there and do the biggest key is actually just going out having the ability to look for the items and getting yourself out there on Saturdays and just going and doing it for a summer and you know it seems very crazy to do but after you find the first item that you can actually flip and make ten dollars twenty dollars fifty dollars on it's something that you realize you can go do for a few hours on a Saturday morning come home and list your items and make 200 bucks that week. And it's something that's been a huge part of my business. It helped me start my business and helped me get my business going. And I think it can be a really decent source of income for you this summer, barring that we can actually go have garage sales and stuff because people 
are still under the pandemic of the coronavirus. So hopefully that clears up soon. Hopefully we can get back to doing things like going out in public and stuff and people can get healthy. But barring that that kind of clears up, garage sales will be in full swing this summer with people trying to get money uh, that they lost because of being out of work or because of the economy and the way it's been. So I think I'm going to wrap it up for today. I feel like I gave you a good amount of information that can help you go out and do pretty decent at a garage sale. You can let me know if there's something else that you'd like to learn. I love you know, sharing anything that I can about the different ways that I've come across inventory and stuff like that. But I'm going to wrap this up here and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. You guys have a good one and have a good night.